Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about three of probably the top 20 different kinds of play that grown-ups do. Yeah, because grown-ups have play. And I'm going to categorize uh, grown-ups as anybody who is age of consent for sexual conduct. So whatever country you're in, if your age of consent is different than it is in other countries, that's fair. Um, we're just going with age of consent. And um, so in Canada, I believe it's uh, 14 for girls, 16 for boys, or 16 for girls, 18 for boys. That's where I'm living is Canada. So if you are a teen and you happen to be listening, um, that's cool. You are probably ahead of the game. And if you're a little bit older, if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, this applies to all ages. And we're going to be talking about impact, impact play, impact, uh, okay, impact play, role play, and age play, because we can, and because those are three of the top ones in the world right now. So before I dive into the show, I just want to let you guys know for if you're new to listening to The Pleasure Zone, I am actually a sex and intimacy coach. My name is Milica Yelenich. I work with couples. I work with individuals on increasing their capacity in their, in their own lives individually and in their partnerships and in their playships to have way more pleasure and to start to look at things in their lives that maybe they never even thought of as pleasurable. So to open the gateways to things that they hadn't even considered before to also invite things in that they were maybe shy of asking for. And some of these topics tonight are things that sometimes you're shy of asking for. Sometimes you didn't even know you wanted it. So now it's a good time to explore, you know, what are these things? Maybe I'm intrigued by them. Maybe I'd like to know how to get them in my life. So we'll talk about that. And that's like, that's one of the greatest joys for me is to work with people to allow them to have more pleasure in their life and everything I do, including the body work that I do, um, that is a type of somatic body work, including the health stuff that I do, all of it is really to gift more pleasure in lives. So that's my target. That's my umbrella. And I hope that those of you listening are also looking for pleasure too. And if you are, you are a pleasure seeker. So welcome to the crew. And I hope this episode gives you a little bit of education, insight, curiosity, opens some doors to ideas. And if nothing else, entertains. So stay tuned for the next, you know, 50 minutes or so to be well entertained, well educated, and just give you a glimpse into maybe some things you're already aware of, but also hopefully some additional information that you weren't aware of. So we're going to start off this episode with talking about impact play. And what is that? Because, you know, we hear different terms. We hear about spanking, you know, and we're like, hey, you like spanking. Spanking falls under the category of impact play. So impact play is really anything that involves spanking, flogging, paddling, really any forms of consensual striking. 
consensual is the key word, consensual. So, you know, you often, a lot of people, when they, when you ask them, what's BDSM to you, their first thought is spanking or being tied up. That's usually like one of their top thoughts on what is BDSM. And that's, that's a fairly uh, common response and understandable because it's very much involved in the play that is um, that play that is impact play and the play that is BDSM that involves some type of well there will be impact uh, when there's spanking but then there's so many other things under BDSM so we will talk about that if you're like what is BDSM we're talking about bondage and dominance dominance we're, we're talking also about um, all things that have to do with uh, sort of power roles so where somebody would be a dom somebody would be a sub there is there are many definitions of ways of defining the the actual letters of bdsm so you might have heard other variations of that because there are many so in the show i'll just give you the brief definition bd the the brief letters of bdsm so impact play actually uh, for me like i look back on my life and think about uh, the times in my life that i was spanked as a child um, I know I was spanked, or at least threatened to be spanked, and it was incredibly scary. Um, and it was, it was usually as punishment, right? And impact play can involve that, especially if there's role play going on, which we will talk about role play in the next segment. But uh, sometimes there are playful punishments going on. And a lot of times the impact play is also including the role play, also includes age play. So these three often go together a lot in the world of kink, but not, they don't have to go together, right? So you could just do spanking for the spank sake of spanking and it doesn't actually have to have role play uh, going on or age play going on. So we will talk about them separately and we'll talk about them also uh, together as like, how do you actually interact all of those, those different plays together? For those of you who were spanked as children, this might bring some stuff up for you. That's quite normal, especially if there was any violence or if there was any kind of abuse going on in your home. So I highly encourage you that if this is something that was your reality, to deal with that first. Deal with anything that was coming up around the sadness, the hurt, the fear. Deal with all of that through some either through talking about it, through different types of therapies they are really useful. Get out the different um, responses you have, whether it's anger or rage or fear, or so that really when you go into the play zone, it's about play. Play can, can be incredibly healing. However, it's not the sole, it's not really like the sole target purpose for it, unless you're actually working with somebody who has been trained in different types of somatic work who actually knows how to work with um, reactions and bodies when somebody does have, uh, say gets spanked and then has an emotional outbreak uh, or an emotional release. So if you know, if you have somebody like that, then, then it actually can become quite a healing adventure. I do though encourage you to get a lot of this stuff like the anger out before you go and spank somebody because spanking isn't about putting anger into their body it's 
you know, you could come from that place of anger. Uh, I, I don't recommend it because the energetics behind it get messy and get confusing. And then uh, oftentimes there's issues that arise. So to try and keep this impact play nice and clean, tidy and fun, we want to work on all our emotional crap beforehand. So definitely looking at things in your life that may have contributed to you either um, really wanting to beat people, if you are the gifter, um, if you really wanted to hurt somebody, then you got to look at that aspect first. And I was like, question, what, what is it that has me really want to hurt people? And once you can understand that and resolve some of that, then you can approach it from a different angle. I know that might sound weird and like almost like it takes away some of the charge or some of the fun in it. However, this does not take away any of the charge or any of the fun. It will enhance your experience because you're going to be coming from it from more of an enlightened perspective and more of a perspective of healing um, that is like elevating your life rather than trying to resolve issues. So it's like if you're coming from it from where you already understand, okay, I, I'm doing this play because when I was a kid, I was spanked and that really bothered me. And now I want to be able to transmute that. I, I've dealt with all the anger and the rage and the sadness and all of this. Now I'd like to have that touch change into something that's more fun, playful and expansive. And that's totally possible. So I highly encourage you to do the healing aspect first. Now, if you're like, well, where do I go to do the healing aspect? Give me a shout. It's part of what I do. So if you want to know how do you deal with all of this stuff and it gets so muddled and messy, let's work on that. Let's get that through. So you can find me through my website at melitzajelenik.com, M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. And let's figure that out. So in the world of impact play, there are so many things considered impact. It's because we're talking about spanking, it doesn't have to just be with the hand. So there are free things you're going to find around your house that you can absolutely use. You don't have to go out and buy like a $500 flogger. Although if you want to, go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's fun to have them around. However, you've got your hands. You've got things like wooden spoons probably in your kitchen. You've probably got belts of sorts lying around. You may have ropes lying around your house. There's a lot of things that you're going to find lying around that will give a good spank effect. So for those of you who are like, well, I don't know how to get started. One good thing with impact play is to know some of the happy zones for impact. And there are some very unhappy zones for impact. So some of the happy zones for impact are just below um, like where your, your bum and your leg join. There's a real happy place in there and a lot of nerves that are going to that area also connect right into everything in your pelvic area, everything in your groin. So it'll go to whatever genitals you have, it will go right in there. It can be highly arousing when you spank the areas that are arousal areas. Now, there are some standard arousal areas that we talk about in the world of kink. And then there are some other areas that are not as common. So the really key thing is to have conversation and to discuss this with your partner because your partner will know if they like to be spanked on the bum or they wanna be spanked on their breasts or if they want to be 
spanked somewhere else. Maybe they really get turned on by being spanked on the bottom of their feet. There are some places that are slightly dangerous to spank. So I recommend, highly recommend not to spank somebody on their spine ever. And also there are some other areas like don't spank them in the eyes. And I know these things might sound like logical, but you'd be surprised. So spanking some of those sweet spots, that area between the bum and the legs is pretty delicious. And you can spank that with a hand. You can spank that with a flogger, a paddle. You could spank it with a wooden spoon or a metal spoon. Like I have big stirring metal spoons. And like, I just think about, I have so many things around the house to spank with, including some really nice leather belts and um, a really great rope that I turned into my own flogger. So I encourage you to get creative with this get consensual with all of this. And by consensual, it means that you also have things like your safe word in place. So standard safe word, we've got red, yellow, green as, um, as some standard ways to explain uh, what's going on in the play zone. So in the play zone, if you say red, that's a stop. If you're at yellow, that's verging on something you're uncomfortable with and green is go. So. Usually you don't have to like keep saying green unless the person asks you, are you okay with this? And then you can respond with green. But generally um, from the person receiving, I highly encourage you to get vocal. So this is also a really great exercise for people who need to learn how to, to actually stand up for themselves. Now sounds weird, but if you're with somebody who's a professional and is willing to totally honor you and the space and have this as something that is an elevated form of healing, not your only source of healing, but it can be in an addition to your healing, that this can actually allow you to know and understand your boundaries, your nose, uh, it can allow you to know how to take back your power, it can be incredibly potent for release, it can also be incredibly potent for letting go, especially letting go of trauma. And I know that sounds crazy, because it sounds traumatic. However, the person being spanked, when they know that they're in control of the situation, will find that this, it's almost like it rewrites their history from being spanked when they weren't in control, where they were being abused. And it rewrites the history so that you actually can receive spanking with great pleasure and feel like you're in control of the situation. Again, always this needs to be a conversation that's had and that there needs to be communication throughout this play. And I highly recommend getting some background and getting some information, maybe watching some instructional videos or coming to a class. You can always contact me if you're interested in personal instruction as well. Happy to guide you. Hopefully in the next few months, I will have a space available on my property where I'll be able to offer classes and offer things like spank weekends. So that would be like, so great. Just waiting for everything to be ready for that. And I want you to do a lot of things for yourself. If you're interested in impact play, like discover on your body where you actually like to be spanked. So test it out on yourself whether it's with your hand, with 
you know, something out of your kitchen utensils, like a spoon, metal or wooden spoon or a belt, just test out some areas for yourself a little bit to see what works for you because really truly only you know what's gonna work for you. And also you need to be vocal about how intense you want it. Some people really wanna be hit to the extreme where it leaves marks and that for them gives them the greatest joy and pleasure. And other people don't wanna be hit to the point where it leaves marks. They just want to have like a sting. And some people want to have their bottom red. They want to have a pink tush and they wanna be able to have that pinkness last. So you just need to know the level of impact that people would like. And it can, you can also gauge that. You can name it and you can show your partner, your play partner, what that looks like. Like this is light, this is heavy, and then that's really heavy, right? So those, those can be even three levels of impact if you want. Um, there's definitely variations to go with in there. And impact play, as, as much as it sounds like just spanking and flogging, flogging can also be a bit of a tickle. You can have flogging that it just involves taking the flogger and running it down the body and then having a little spank after. So floggers and things like that are a lot of fun because you can do multiple things with them. So what do you need to know about impact play before we move into the next section is that you need to know everything about this needs to be consensual. You need to have your safety words in place your, so that you know what level of play you're comfortable with and also so that you can tell your partner red when you want to stop right your safe words need to be in place and then you can also do a little demo for your partner and tell them where you would like to be spanked this can all be done kind of in advance because consider this is something that you're learning together chances are somebody who's listening to this show is probably not an expert on impact play role play and age play so these are to the newbies out there. I mean, if you're if you're hardcore, then you probably already know this stuff, or maybe you don't. I hope you know about consent. I hope you know about gauging the different levels of impact. And I hope you know that you are using safe words and that there's different utensils and different things and um, different uh, things that you can impact with, right? So I hope you know all of that. So. We're gonna head to our first commercial. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And when we get back from this break, we'll be talking about a little bit about role play.
Well, welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we were talking about impact play, role play, and age play. And in our very this section, we're going to be talking about role play. What the heck is it? I know there may be some of you out there who are gamers in the world and you're like, oh, I saw the world role play and I thought about role playing games like D&D. Believe it or not, in my world, that kind of stuff can totally be included because it's all about fantasy and being another character. Role play is something that most of us have done our entire lives. And I have to say, I have to give an example because I have um, a little uh, pod school happening at my house during this pandemic. And there's a little, there are little kids in the pod school and we do role playing all the time. I tend to uh, play the role of, you know, mummy or teacher, or I play the role of sister. And there's something incredibly valuable about role play to the point where kids demand it. Like they want to role play, like there's no tomorrow. And when I was a nanny for three years, those kids Are were role playing. Secretly a like they played role played everything lives. from nice What if now is the time for a totally to different sexual to evolution? All Are you interested in people it. who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Be anybody and Lean in now with Melissa Yarnich, like where she will really entice you and your body to know your very own little pleasure that we want to be able to On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melissa Yarnich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Sitting in a high chair, so maybe a year old, but. So I know that. Are you a subject me, matter expert? Growing up, Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Um, so Inspired Choices so Network kid, has a global radio platform streaming to millions animals. of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. And my Cabbage Patch kids are probably the smartest ones going to this This day is the Pleasure Zone they with sensual movement artist Melissa so, Yelenich. Uh, to participate in the program learn, today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelissaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. And... Yeah, that was an interesting time. I actually tried out for a few things in my life because I like the idea of role play. And the fun thing is, when you think about this in the world, we all play a role for one. And some people put on roles so that they can just get through their day. And then there are actors in the world who get paid for role play. And how many of us just wish we could get paid for that too, <laughs> but we don't. So instead, what we do is we take it to the bedroom. And we have different ways to have sexual fantasy play with our partners. And one of the most popular is probably one of the ones I had as a kid, which is teacher student kind of combination. 
um, sometimes principal student where this is where the role play and the impact play can come really in. Usually with teacher student, that kind of role play also includes age play. So you can see how these really cross over and they intermix with each other. So with role play, what you wanna do is you can actually get pretty creative with this by beginning a story with your partner and then it can go from there. And I find there's a great example of characters on TV who do this um, in the show, New Girl. And there's a character named Schmidt and his girlfriend, Cece. And they have the uh, most interesting sex life uh, of characters. Um, he's always creating scenarios and it's fun to watch how they develop their sex play scenarios because they, it's like an ad lib game that they play. And I think their example is so great in that it really shows how it doesn't have to be rigid. Like you don't have to go, we're playing this game and we're gonna have it be teacher student and it has to look like this. No, it can like evolve and grow. And that's really what play is and always is. If you really know how to play with kids, which is to let them play and just you observe, you'll find that all of their play evolves and then you just get included in the games. So like with role-playing as an adult, you can have a starting point and let it evolve and let it grow and let it grow and let it grow. And it might even be a role that you redo over and over and over again. Um, so I've been, I've been watching some shows on Netflix lately to uh, defrag my brain at night. And so another one is I'm re-watching Schitt's Creek and I love Schitt's Creek. I love everything about it. And in it, um, Moira Rose, who's played by Catherine O'Hara, and Johnny Rose, who's played by Eugene Levy, have these funny little quippy scenarios with each other where they have, they put on their, they put on, get themselves into these characters. And then, you know, they have, they have these like great sexual fantasy lives. And I love that because these are characters who are supposed to be like between 16 and 70 years old or so. And they're still engaging in play. And I think that's beautiful. It's a beautiful example of how this play never needs to stop. And any play, again, as long as it's consensual, is totally cool. You could even, for example, do role play of penguins. So, you know, there's a show on Netflix, which I can't remember the name of right now, but has to do with domination, like um, BDSM. There's a, two doms in it, a male and a female. For the life of me, can't remember the name of it, but um, anyway, in it, the male character ends up having a John who's very much into role play as penguins. So he, all he has to do is act as a boy penguin protecting the egg uh, or the girl penguin trying to take the egg or something. But whatever it is, is the penguin um, role play itself is really what gets the John off. So the play itself can actually be the most erotic turn on for it. It doesn't actually have to be that the roles turn into a sex act. It's that being in character can actually be the thing that turns you on the most. And I think about things like cosplay and people around the world who are adults dressing up like different characters. Why? Because there's a level of turn on that happens with it. And although I haven't been to any cosplay conventions or um, you know comic cons I haven't been to any of them I, I think I'd like to go though I think that this would be like one of the greatest resources for sweet nerds to like go out there and I like to think of myself as a sweet nerd 
for like sweet nerds to go out there and have all kinds of fun with each other so that they, you know, and they get to be in costume and they get to be themselves and they get to have so much fun being in character. I think it's an incredibly beautiful thing to have. And I think it's really undervalued. You can do character role play without having costumes too. Of course, you can just get into character. You, for example, another really popular one is the role play of delivery man versus destitute woman and delivery man shows up and brings something to your door and destitute woman has no money, but she's willing to trade in sex. And when I first met my husband, it was actually, I kind of had that fantasy moment in my mind as well. And he's in construction. So he already fills the role of that fantasy. And when we, uh, when I first met him and I, when I first met him, I think I had, well, what I remember was that I had this discussion about him doing some work and we had this kind of conf lab. And then there was a discussion when he would start and I was thinking, oh yeah, yeah, you could, you could start in a, a week or two weeks or whatever. And I said, oh yeah, that's great. Cause that'll give me enough time to make some money and then I can pay you. And then he said, oh, what if it doesn't cost money? And my brain was like, sweet. He's going to trade me services like construction for sex. And I was like so freaking excited to get traded construction for sex. And I think he saw it in my face. He was actually dating a friend of mine at the time. So, but I was like, okay, cool. They're kind of like on the uh, on the outs so whatever maybe this is like an in for me <laughs> trading for sex I was so in and uh, it wasn't until we started dating uh, over a year later that uh, I actually told him that story and he's like damn if I knew I would have traded you for sex and I was like damn it all that money but all that money ends up being an investment in my relationship with him anyway so does it really matter but it was quite fun to even know and consider that I could have traded my husband for sex and I still could. And still to this day, uh, randomly, even when we first started dating and, and I was uh, paying for his services to do construction at my house, we would actually just make it for fun. I would slap cash on the bed and say that I was paying him for sex, which I think really chuffed his ego real good. So it was, that is fun and you can have that kind of play going on and banter and it can be free with no costumes you can include costumes too costumes are super fun to include because it adds a whole other level of uh, dimension to the play so we may tap into a little bit more role play especially when we get into the age play because that is a role in itself age um, different age categories we'll be talking about that in uh, the next segment so stay tuned for that you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspire choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. 
Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.malitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Jelenic. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaJelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we are talking about impact play, we're talking about role play and age play. Now, age play actually kind of comes into the category of role play, but um, we'll talk about it more from specifically from the age play. Um, from age play. So what is age play? Is playing with different ages of, of character. So uh, you can play with it or you can be it. You can be in a relationship with somebody where there is an age gap going on. Um, in my life, I've had... I've had relationships with people who are younger and older and um, because I have not ever found age to be significant. Though I do know that partners I've been with have found that when I'm older than them, that this is a, like, oh, she's like older lady, that's like significant. Or that when my partner was older, um, my, my husband right now is 11 years older. Um, and prior to that, I had... Um, I was with somebody who was 27 years older. So I've never been an ageist. I'm just like, it's a person. I like the saying from Schitt's Creek where David says, it's about the wine, not the label. And that's truly true for me. So I think I fall into that category more than it's about the wine, not the label. And there, it really doesn't have to do with age or sex or gender or person. So with when we talk about age play, there can be a lot of stigma with age play. There can be a lot of stigma with um, like daddy versus daddy play where you're, you know, you're 
partner is older and plays the role of daddy, uh, whether that's, you know, whether that's in a homosexual scenario or whether that's in, uh, like you could throw that daddy scenario into any, any kind of play. You can also cross gender play too, right? So part of the age play could even include some cross gender age play. So if I wanted to play daddy, I could be daddy. Um, you want to make your roles believable too, so you can dress like the role, which can make it more fun. And playing in the role too of different age plays mostly come into things like a lot of the most common ones are like like the daddy and the the ch uh, the child, like the kid um, play, and then other ones have to do with say the teacher and the student, that also includes a lot of different age range as well. You know, there's also naughty professor, like the university style naughty professor with a, um, you know, somebody who's there in their class or whatever. So there's usually with age play, there's going to be stigma because in society that play would actually be considered illegal. But when you're playing the role and you're of the consensual age, if you're the age of consent and you're consenting and you're of sound mind that you can consent, because I do have a niece that is of legal age, but she could not legally consent um, to do that because of a disability. So that legally able to consent and of legal age as well to consent, Super important, I cannot stress it enough because there's something that gets really ugly and gross and abusive when this is not consensual. This is where all the abuse comes in. So these scenarios that cross boundaries like power dynamics, like boss versus um, the employee or any of these things where there's a power dynamic at play as well, parent and child, uh, teacher, student, all of this stuff. Even, even it can be things like doctor and patient where the doctor is older, or the doctor is younger and the patient is older. There can always be these age discrepancies, but there will be, there will be somebody in a power position in this play. And that is why it's so key to have conversation before about the play or to have agreements in place before and always have those safe words on hand because you don't want to walk away from these scenarios feeling gross and weirded out and feeling like abused and then you know just having a mess of it you want to have these positions of play you want to have these positions in your play that help you feel empowered that help you to feel a little bit more better about yourself after right so you're walking away feeling a little bit more expanded and aware relief and can be so healing when it's done in a way that's respectful to each other. Even if the play itself appears to not be respectful, like, you know, it could be in, in a position where it is, um, you know, being spanked or shamed or something for not showing up at home on time. So then, you know, you, you get reprimanded by the parent figure. So that can, can look like abuse if this was happening in real life. The reprimand would be like spanking. That would be considered corporal punishment. And that's, 
not okay, especially to spank children um, as a form of corporal punishment. Um, they're not consenting. So spanking to me is a-okay when it's consent. And a lot of times when people really like spank play is because one of their forms of love languages actually probably touch and touch for them um, has been corrupted in their life because there's probably been physical abuse. These are just things I've noticed as trends in people that I talk with. And those trends are like, well, I, I don't really want spanking because I feel like I was abused already. But then when they get into the play of it, they realize that after they've healed the emotional grief and everything and um, that goes on, um, you kind of grieve your old self. So that's part of the grief. And then there's also a bunch of other feelings that will come up about like anger and rage and fear and shame and blame and all this stuff. And once you go through the gamut and start to heal the inner child stuff, then you can really step into the play from a new perspective and feel far more empowered. So with age play, we wanna pick roles and positions that are gonna be turn-ons for you. So for me, I don't have a daddy fantasy. So if and when, and I've had people try and engage me in daddy fantasies, I don't find it, um, I don't find it attractive. Um, it's, it's just not something that sparks me. I think I've spent so much time in therapy over my dad that there's not a lot of energy left on it where I'm just like, it really gives me nothing to think about a, a daddy-daughter position. But what does give me pleasure still is the thought of um, teacher-student position. But I am far more turned on by the thought of being a teacher for... Um, men who are actually older than me. So teaching them skills they might not have learned because in the 1960s and 70s and nobody talked about this stuff. So I'm, I'm like really excited about the idea of that being part of my reality, um, you know, creating products for specifically for, um, for, that, for that age range that hasn't had a lot of access to education for pleasure so that they can, as they're still alive, they can still have a lot of pleasure and bring something new to their relationships. I find that highly erotic and exciting. And so for me, age play in that way is very fun that I could be the young one teaching the older one. I find that that's, um, I find that very exciting. And it's a bit of a different scenario than um, the usual teacher student play because a lot of teacher student play involves the teacher being older and the student being younger but I like being the younger teacher to the older student so you can see how any of these play um, these age play scenarios can be very vast and you can think well oh yeah you want to have the doctor who's older and the patient who's younger but flip it what if you're the younger doctor with an older patient that might also be erotic. So none of these are stagnant roles. All of these have a lot of flexibility and you can look at them and think of, especially think of scenarios that you really don't find attractive. Usually if you flip it, there might be some value in it for you. So I don't find it attractive being, being the student to the teacher. Um, 
I've had those scenarios in my life and those were like great fantasies for a while and then it switched. So those, those aren't really my thing anymore, but until I like considered flipping it, it was, it was sort of like a, I don't know if I'm into the teacher student thing. And then it was like, Oh, I flip it. And yeah, actually I am into it. It's just in a different way. So, and it's not about teaching younger, it's about teaching older, which makes it even more interesting to me because it's like, well, that's intriguing. <laughs> so, so why do we have these? Well, that's a whole other show. Like why do these fantasies play out in our world and how and why are we attracted to them? And probably Freud has a lot to say, had a lot to say about that. Um, and I'm sure a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists have a lot to say about that. And in reality, who gives enough? Like if you are consensual, in the relationship and you're both agreeing to this whose business is it does it matter and if you've healed your anger and your fears and all the abuses and if you've worked on that stuff and you're at your level you're at a level where you can do this play without being harmful or um unkind you know if you can actually be kind in this play be cooperative and inclusive with your partner and listen and communicate then you're you're already like you're doing great you're already on in a position to be having some really a lot of fun in your life. So some of the scenarios that cross over, we'll talk about those um, next. We did talk a little bit about how age and role playing can cross over. And there's definitely the age role playing and impact play that there's a crossover there as well. We will be diving into that and that's going to be coming up in our next segment. So you're living the pleasure zone on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Today, we've been talking about impact play and role play and age play. And so many times these all come together because a lot of times with role play and age play, there's going to be some kind of punishment that goes on. So some spanking might happen. When we talk about teacher-student play, well, before break, I was talking about teacher-student play. And the common one is that the student um, gets reprimanded by the teacher you know there may be some humiliation involved by being spanked in front of a group of people that can also be part of the play as well sometimes it's just individual and in those role plays there's usually costumes involved like schoolgirl is not just a regular schoolgirl she's probably dressed in a kilt because that seems to be the fantasy of the hour uh, and the teacher is dressed in more of like a business attire, right? So whether it's the teacher is a, is a woman dressed in business attire spanking a, a woman, or the teacher is um, from a Catholic school dressed as a nun spanking a young woman, 
could be also a priest spanking a young woman or a man. Now, some of these become really wacky when you think about it, because there is so much abuse that's happened in the world with a lot of these roles. There's been so much abuse of, of teachers, of clergy, of nuns. There's been so much of that going on, abusing children for centuries, millennia likely. So there is a lot to heal in this area. There is a lot of stuff that will probably be brought up through this kind of play. So I highly encourage you, again, if you have experienced abuse, sexual violence or sexual abuse or any kind of abuse that, um, especially in a physical way, that if you're going to do impact play to look at all of this stuff first and begin to heal those wounds. And, you know, if you don't know where to go, please contact me. I'm happy to contribute. I have lots of years of experience behind me and lots of different tools to work with behind my um, my coaching um, certification. So um, I really welcome you to look at these things, be able to switch some of these things out of your mind and body and brain experience, be able to invite more pleasure into your life through some of these roles. So when a role comes up, if I say something like none, and you have this, and you feel this energy of resistance and hesitancy, and you're like, ugh, there, that means that there's something sort of in your, there's something in your energy that's making you feel ugh about that. So that's something to look at. If I say priest to you and you're like, ugh, then that's something to look at. So know that everything that's usually your ugh and you kind of cringe or you're like freaked out by it, those are things that there's probably issues there. This life or another, but there's probably something lingering that needs to be healed. And, you know, the chances are pretty high that there's something in there. Also, the things that you're highly attracted to, like you're like, oh, my God, I just can't get enough of this teacher student role. It's just like it's my go to. It's such a turn on. If you find that that's true, too, there's also something there for you, too. So the funny thing is when it's a turn on, chances are that um, both you have something to heal in there. And there's also probably some value for you, just like in the stuff that makes you go, oh, there's going to be some value in those, too. So, um, for example, if a fantasy for me is to be the teacher of uh, older men to teach them, uh, you know, sex skills, then the value in it for me might be to look at it and go, is this something that I'd like to add to my life as an offering? Would I like to create this as a service? Would I like to offer this in my business? And there could be this energy rising that's like, oh, my God, yeah, like that that is so hot and so exciting and such a great invitation. It's like, yeah, that's what I'd like. So please look at these things because all of them will arise for you and will have you have a reaction of some sort because there's something to heal. And that's the truth of it. So role play can be dynamic for that. You throw an age play on top of it. Then you've got the power dynamics usually that go on with, with uh, age play as part of role play. And that power dynamic can bring up a lot of issues where you've in your lifetime desired to have a say or power. We're just gonna call it power now because it's the power play. Um, and 
also it will, will help you become aware of where you feel like you lack it, where you feel like you desire it, where um, there's just so, there can be so much value in even just considering these types of play. So when this show is over, if you're really into healing your stuff and you really want to figure this out and get some of the stuff resolved, I encourage you to write a list of at least five things that I've mentioned in this show that absolutely irk you and make you go, oh, oh, that's gross. I don't like this kind of play. And I don't, ooh, I would never want to do that. And I would never want to do age play. And I'd never want to do role play. All of those things that irk you get down to some nitty gritty things like in the roles and in the ages that really get you because those have value for you to heal. Then when you've written them down, send me a note and I will work through this with you either through email or through a little quick call. If you want, I'll gift you that. If you actually do this work, send me a quickie and we'll get on a call for a few minutes and work this out. So we would have to schedule that, by the way. I don't do those randomly on the fly. So do that. And you can find me through my website if you haven't checked it out already. It's not the most extensive website right now. I consider myself always under construction because there's always more to add. So you can just check it out as a reference, as a way to the, actually connect with me and send me an email through www.milicajelenic.com. You can find me on most social media platforms. When you do friend me on a social media platform, please tell me why. Like, hey, I listened to your show. I did that homework on your impact play, role play, and age play show. And I'd really like, what I'd really like to do is be able to uh, connect with you so that I can resolve some of these things that are coming up for me. Because I guarantee you, there are going to be some things coming up for you. That is completely common. So when you do go through all of these different um, roles and different scenarios, I bet when you're going through them too, I also want you to look at the flip side of it. So the things that irk you, I want you to flip side it and see what turns up for you. Because maybe on that flip side, you're going to start to notice that those things that irked you, the flip side turns you on. So play with that. If you don't feel like calling me, play with that flip side. If you do feel like contacting me, do that too. So next week, I do have a show lined up. Can't for the life of me remember what it is, but I know it's going to be a good one. So remember to stay tuned in and turned on all week long until next week, till I see you again. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.